Hello, everyone. This is Wes Miller with Pigskins and Pageantry, a podcast dedicated to all things SEC football and proud member of Blue Wire Hustle. Join me, Jesse, and Matt each week as we discuss last week's games, news around the league, predictions for next week's matchups, and more. And what's up, everybody? A uh, intense rivalry week is in the books. Uh, and I think intense may be putting it mildly. Um, there were so many crazy games. Um, and we'll get into every bit of it, uh, including uh, the latest CFP rankings, uh, the coaching carousel, which is in absolute full swing right now, and then some. <laughs> and uh, as always, to discuss it with me, Jesse, what's going on? I'm just so thrilled I didn't have to make a visit to the cardiologist this week. <laughs> that was a legitimate concern. Um, so we're here. We are unwell, but we're here. Here but unwell. That's like the story of my life. <laughs> Matt, what's going on? Uh, not much. Just trying to figure out how in the world we only managed to put up. Uh, hold on. We only put up uh 45 points on vanderbilt i was looking for that 50 burger i didn't get it um and then i have feelings lots and lots of feelings about the bama game but we'll get to that shortly lots lots of feelings we're gonna we're gonna try to keep it civil anyway let's let's go ahead and get into those rivalry games always remember if you ain't first you're last all right well uh the first game we'll talk about was the egg bowl old miss at mississippi state um old miss took this one 31 to 21. jesse was the only one to pick old miss so she gets the point in this one um as i sat on uh on the couch visiting family in alabama um this for me was like a story of missed opportunities i mean i just sat mm -hmm. there and we watched them miss field goals we watched them uh, drop touchdown passes. I think there was like three on the same drive. It may have been even the same set of downs, three drops. Um, and yeah, and the one went uh, through, I can't remember the receiver, but uh, went through his hands, doinked right off the off the helmet. Um, and so, yeah, just what could have been is is what uh, Mississippi State is, is saying right now. Um, hats off. Uh, to Ole Miss for doing what they needed to do, but I'm sure that Mississippi State is kicking themselves for for those. Uh, Jesse, let's start with you at first on this one. What was your your thoughts on the Egg Bowl? I was so glad I picked Ole Miss. Um, <laughs> so happy, but it doesn't matter apparently as we get down to the pick I'm standing. Uh, no, I mean Ole Miss. It was high risk, high reward. Um, they did what they needed to do. This game was by no means a pretty game, um, but they won a school record, not a season, like a school record of 10 regular season games. And they wrapped up uh, second place in the SEC West. So that's exciting um, yeah. for them, especially knowing how they were trending the past couple of years. So hats off to them for that. Uh, a New Year's Six appearance could happen um, for sure. And then, you know, Matt Corral, for those that, are not aware he declared for the NFL draft. And then a lot of people are saying that he's still a uh, dark horse for the Heisman. So who could say, but we will say later. Um, and then for Mississippi State, I know this is disappointing, especially in a rivalry game that is so charged with emotion. It has been 
very emotionally charged in uh, the past couple of years, especially. But this is this is good for Mike Leach's second season. I think they did a lot better than anybody anticipated they would do at the beginning of the season. We all thought it was going to be just straight trash. Um, and they've actually done decently well. They've beat, uh, you know, number 14, Texas A&M, number 24, North Carolina State, and winning four of their last six starts. That's not bad for a team that people had really low expectations for. And um, Rogers passed for 300 plus yards for the 10th time this season. So again, trending upwards, though they lost a lot of positivity. Now the doink on the face that did make me think of the double doink field goal in Chicago a little bit. It was reminiscent. Right. Um, Matt, your thoughts on the egg bowl. I, I was disappointed. I wanted Leach to win. Well, I, I don't know. I kind of went back and forth because, you know, Miss Ole Miss getting 10 wins for the first time in their history is a pretty big deal. Um, you know, but I wanted Leach to get that W. Uh, it makes him look a little bit better. You know, eight and four sounds a lot better than seven and five. Um, but it, it is what it is. Uh, Lane Kiffin has turned Ole Miss into a pretty, pretty big SEC West powerhouse, finishing second in what is it his third year in? second or third i cannot he, remember. he ain't been there a while and he's turned them into into a contender um you know i've been real impressed with what he's managed to pull off um i'm looking forward to what both mississippi state and Ole Miss are going to look like in the coming years um bama's going to have a little bit of competition not just out of a&m so mm-hmm. and potentially lsu if they ever get their act together um did you guys think at one point that Lane Kiffin, I it was towards the end of the game. It might have been in the last quarter, but at one point there was a a scuffle on the field between the players, and Lane came out there and started like yelling at the Mississippi State players. It looked as though he was taunting them. <laughs> and I was like, Lane. I'm I mean, sure. I'm sure, Lane is, for him. I mean, I'm sure Lane is full of, brand. I'm sure he's full of uh, one-liners. <laughs> well, for someone that could handle Tennessee throwing things at him and just be like, well, right. <laughs> he gets on the field. He's like, I'm going to taunt Mississippi State. Right. Lane. And then when, when they come at him, he can just like throw his hands up and be like, what are you talking about, man? Mm-hmm. I was like, honey, what is you doing? There was a spot there where he got real fired up on the sideline and tried to get the crowd into it. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that was a great game. I mean, yeah, it you, was. You, you got what twenty nine total points in the fourth quarter. So I mean, it mm-hmm. came down to the wire. Yeah, it was a it was a good one. It was a Thanksgiving evening, so you know you're yeah. in turkey coma, just hanging out watching football. So, um, all right. And then the following day was uh, Mizzou versus Arkansas. That's the battle line rivalry. Um, Arkansas <laughs> squishing uh, Mizzou. With the visual there from Matt. Uh, 34 to 17, uh, Matt getting the point as well in this one. Um, so Arkansas finishes the regular season eight and four, four and four in the conference for their best season since 2011. And only two seasons removed from the worst two seasons in school history. Um, they were three and zero in trophy games this year. Uh, in the previous five seasons, they hadn't won a single trophy game. Um, defensive coordinator Barry Odom also uh, just kind of a, a cherry on top here celebrated his 45th birthday with a win against his old team and uh, the d- defensive captains who had been given the game ball uh, in turn gave it to him so kind of a, a, a nice nice evening for him on, on top of the 
yeah, on top of the, the win. So, um, Matt, let's start with you this time. What were your thoughts on Arkansas squishing Mizzou? <laughs> well, let's, let's t- like, before we get into that, I want to go back several years um, and talk about how when they hired Sam Pittman, all of us were highly, highly confused. Um, this is a guy that had never had a coordinator spot. He had never coached, uh, been a head coach in any other program that we were aware of. Um, and this was a hire that puzzled all three of us. Here we are a couple of years later, and Arkansas's you know, got eight wins on the season. They're finishing in the top 25. They look like they're trending upward. Um, mm-hmm. So apparently Sam Pittman knows what he's doing, and we were fools to ever doubt him. Because um, <laughs> let's be honest, uh, it's hard to recruit to Fayetteville. Um, yeah. You don't have – I mean, you're competing with Texas, Texas A&M, LSU. You're competing with all those schools, Memphis and the rest of them. Um, and Pittman has turned Arkansas into, I don't want to say mid-tier SEC West team, but they're 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 up there. Um, I, I thought this was a good win for them. Uh, it was nice to see Barry Odom get a little bit of revenge because everybody knows how I feel about Missouri. Um, and, and Coach on Drinky. his birthday. And by the way, on his birthday. By the way, I, I want to talk about Coach Drinky talking junk before the game, yeah. and then they got squashed. So well, he's right no, he's no stranger that. to that. <laughs> well, that's true. But again, proves my point that Drinky's a, a little bit of an idiot. Um, so, yeah, I thought this was a pretty good game. Uh, you know, Arkansas stayed out front and never really looked back. Uh, Missouri couldn't do a whole lot. Uh, they went seven for 19 on third down in this game, which is a pretty atrocious stat. Um, not a lot uh, to look at as far as that goes. Um, you know, uh, Connor Bazelak goes 10 for 26 for 65 yards and an interception. Rough, rough game. Yes. Uh, again, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, that regression. We thought Connor Bazelak was going to look better this year. He has not. Um, and we're just in a situation where you're just kind of looking at Missouri going, what what's happened? Um, now, Tyler Beatty, on the other hand, had 41 carries for 219 yards. Mm-hmm. So he had a decent game. Just couldn't put it in the end zone. So he's been the bright spot um, on that team this year, I think. He has been. He has been. And um, I don't know what class he's in. Let me see if he's being tell me if I click on him. He's a senior, so he's got to be up there. You know, he had sixteen hundred mm-hmm. yards on the year, fourteen touchdowns. He's <clears> averaging six yards a carry. So he's got to be thinking maybe somebody needs a running back in the NFL, especially mm-hmm. with the ones that are always banged up. Looking at you, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, so. Uh, he's got a he's got a shot we'll have to see where he ends up but that could be uh that could be uh interesting right and possibly extra motivation to move on with mizzou having their struggles um yeah yeah i don't uh, know if he would get an extra year because of the COVID stuff i think yeah that's what i was wondering maybe Um, and i know he's um i think everybody got an extra year yeah everybody did and and that's the only reason that I say that, but I'm sure he'll he'll go ahead and go on. I mean, to put it in perspective, he had Mizzou only had 316 yards of total offense. Mm-hmm. He was 219, 219 of those. Of that. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. him, just yep. that guy. <laughs> what were your thoughts on the game as a whole? I mean, yay for Odom getting a nice little birthday present <laughs> on his 45th birthday. Nonetheless, um, they had given the game ball Pittman did to um, his senior defensive captains, and they ended up giving it to Coach Odom. So I think that's very sweet. But again, it's I sound like a broken record. Mizzou. Mizzou. Yeah. Going down. It's going down, but like not in the good way. 
right. using the, the bad term, way. Jesse, regression. Regression. Um, it's like it's like there was like a bell curve where they were like, eh, and then they got to the SEC and it was like, whoa, and then it went. You know, the last time we used uh, the word regression on this show, a coach got fired. However, um, he's the one who uh, who beat that coach that got fired. So that's why I think Drinky has retained his job. So, and also I mean, expectations uh, at Mizzou are a little bit less I don't Florida. Think they're, I, I don't think they're going to get in a situation where they're going to fire Drinky anytime soon. They just hired him. Mm-hmm. Last year, I think. Last right, and he was thrilled to conference. be at the Sunbelt Conference. Yeah. So, God, <laughs> I had forgotten about that. This oh, is so bad. They finished the regular season at 500 for the third straight year. Um, I, you know, I, I think we have to – it's one of those things like we talked about either last week or a couple weeks ago. Is that is that okay? Is that good enough? Or are we having too high of expectations? I don't think this so. Part, I don't either. And for this particular uh, team and instance, I think you look at it and you say like, they started out pretty good. They were trending upwards and now it's just like, I I think that they'll give him next year. I don't know that they'll fire him after next year, but they're going to have to seriously have that conversation if things don't improve, because as, as we've said, things moving in the wrong direction. They were moving in the right. Not sure. I'm not sure. And I'm not sure what kind of, um, you know, what kind of money they're looking at there as well. Obviously I know boosters pretty much anywhere can throw stuff together pretty quick, but I don't know what the situation looks like there. I don't, I can imagine the buyout at Missouri is probably not that expensive. Right. Surely. No offense. I mean, they got the guy out of Appalachian state. It's not like they went and got coordinator from Notre Dame. Right. (laughs) Right. Wait. Does Notre well, Dame get rid of coaches? Oh, wait. That's right. oh, they do. <laughs> a little foreshadowing uh, there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to so the, rocket, the rocket field coaching carousel this year. <laughs> That's it. Um, all right, let's I uh, live for this. I know, nuclear, right? baby. <laughs> let's talk about Georgia Georgia Tech. Um, clean old-fashioned. Hey, Georgia won 45-0. Uh, Matt got the point here. I'm not going to belabor this because I'm not going to gloat because it's what should have happened uh, against a, a Georgia Tech team that hasn't been able to really close that gap. Uh, under head coach Jeff Collins. Um, one concern would be uh, injury. Kyrus Jackson went out with a rib injury in the first quarter. Not really sure of status on that. However, on the other side of that coin, George Pickens made his much anticipated return with a reception in the third quarter. So Pickens is back and that is huge um, for Georgia if he can contribute. So um, we'll see. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Uh, Jesse, your thoughts. You know, I don't know how many of you guys watched America's Next Top Model. But if you did, you are very familiar with this next phrase. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Georgia Tech, I'm looking at you. I'm they looking have, at you. Jesse, you have you no chance. About? They didn't have you a have... chance in hell of winning. That I know, ball game. I Me, know. If... You two and eight other people could line up and do a better job than Georgia Tech against Georgia. I know. And that's that brings me to my next question. Can we still call it good old-fashioned or clean old-fashioned hate? Because at this point, it just seems like a regular season snooze fest. I think there's a lot of uh, hate in the history. Um, not necessarily recently. I'm sure that'll be rekindled at, one, at some point. Um, but who knows when that will be. I hope it's in our lifetime. I don't know. I mean, you know, Georgia Tech actually used to be pretty good. You know, in the early '90s, they were they were they really good. Actually, they 
they have a they have a national championship that's been more recent than Georgia. Has. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> so, by the way, guys, I wanted to pull it up just because I'm curious. Uh, the in the all time series, Georgia leads 69 wins, 41, uh, 69 wins for them. Georgia Tech has 41 wins and five ties. So, they would have to win the next 28 years straight to tie up the record. So, it's not looking good. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, you know. I'm not going to say I hate it. So, um, <laughs> all right, Matt, did you have anything else to say on that one? No, there's nothing to talk about this ball. Game. I agree. I just knew. figured I want to give you the we, floor, sir. I don't want to take that away from you. Okay. We, we, <laughs> we, we all knew that Georgia tech was going to get their rear end kicked. And that's exactly what happened. Right. Um, this is a team that struggles to win ball games in the ACC. So, which it, is down is as a whole this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The ACC is looking awful. Fact of the matter is, is that Georgia did what a national contending, uh, you know, national title contender should do. They came in, they cleaned house, they pitched a shutout in the ball game. Um, George Tech had 166 total yards in this game. That's exactly what should have happened, especially with the defense that's uh, allegedly as dominant as Georgia's is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see? Jesse, I think you have a mountain. I think you have a mountain goat there oh, in your house. Oh, oh my God, so hard not to laugh. <laughs> Very professional, Jesse. We're a professional it. podcast. What are you doing? I love it. This is what happens when I'm on work calls. The cat ignores me the whole day, and right. then the moment I get on video, she's like, "Oh, hello." Yeah, that's the way it works. <laughs> that's that's it. Uh, all right, moving on to the Sunshine <laughs> Showdown, uh, Florida State Sunshine at Florida. Showdown. Um, we were actually in Gainesville the day before this game. We went to PDQ. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, <clears throat> Florida won this one 24 to 21. Matt was the only one to pick Florida. So naturally he gets the point. Um, yeah. I'm so noticing a trend after, uh, yeah. After Emory Jones struggled with some turnovers in this game, uh, Anthony Richardson came in in the game, uh, and he seemed to breathe some life into that offense. Um, helped them get uh, to a 24-7 lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, FSU tried to mount a comeback, but um, late uh, when they were trying to do an onside kick, uh, the kicker actually almost whiffed on the onside kick, trying to, you know, get that perfect, you know, angle. And uh, it, the ball just, like, barely came off the tee there. Um, so, anyway, that didn't work, and that ended their chances. Uh, Florida's Greg Knox, who was a uh, special teams co- uh, coordinator, right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. So, Thanks, yep. so, yeah. He uh, gets the victory against their rivals as interim coach. So, uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on the Sunshine Showdown? This is probably the only time you'll ever hear me say this, but I'm glad the Florida won on the, won this one. Um, simply because I was looking to make up some points and I had to break from the group. And I just happened to guess right. Um, uh, Emory, I'm trying to figure out what in the world's gone on with Emory Jones. Um, he's had his struggles this season, but against an FSU team that's down this year, you would hope they'd be able to compete a little bit. And he looked rough. Uh, luckily they were able to bring in um, Anthony Richardson to get a little bit of help. Uh, and he ended up putting up decent numbers, but not fantastic numbers. Um, but, you know, kudos for uh, Florida representing the SEC, getting a win over an ACC team. Uh, it seemed to be the trend on Saturday to beat those ACC cross uh, cross state rivals. So yeah, kudos to the Gators. Now comes the fun part where we find out who their new head coach is. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the winner of this game um, is going to a bowl game. That This game decided that. So, That's uh, true. 
And, you know, the SEC, I believe we tied our own record with the uh, most teams that are in bowl games. This was 13 out 12? of 14. 13, 13 out of 14. Poor Vandy. Who didn't make it? Who could, Poor Vandy. Who didn't make, oh, that's right. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, Jesse, what do you think about this one? Yeah, the Seminoles have now lost three in a row to Florida for the first time since Bobby Bowden and Urban Meyer mm. were roaming the sidelines. Um, Rest in peace, Bobby. Just woof. Um, this is not great for recruiting. It's hard to get better when you can't recruit better because you're not getting better. Um, it's a cycle. Very difficult. It's, it's a cycle. Uh, a, but the Gators. I feel like you should be making greeting cards for Hallmark. I really like should. Is, you really missed your calling there. I know. I know. If someone wants to offer me a freelance gig, I will accept. But I think but only for SEC thing coaches, <laughs> greeting only cards. Only SEC <laughs> coaches and players. Get That's better. All I got. Recruit better. <laughs> Be better. Um, but the interesting thing is you brought up with coaching is people are waiting to see. They asked after the game what Richardson was going to do if he was going to transfer, um, knowing that Mullen's out. And all he said is, I'm a Gator, which is not a very, you know, it's a very generic answer. Right. But I'm very interested to see if he starts lighting up the transfer portal because we've already started to see that looking at you, Oklahoma, and Lincoln Riley, who's now <laughs> no longer going to be there. Um, Did you guys see the, the player tweets, by the way? <laughs> no. Oh, so uh, USC tweeted a quote by Lincoln Riley. It says, this place is going to be the mecca of college football. And a bunch of OU players oh. – a bunch of OU players replied to that tweet and said, yeah, he told us the same thing last week. <laughs> the shade mm. I am living mm. for it. Oh, my God. Uh, it, it was oh, savage. You want to talk about Ooh. savage, man. That is just brutal. Ooh, there is some cheese on that fastball. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Gosh, it's I like love a, that. I, it's like I a love, breakup. I love we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get to the carousel stuff in a bit. I'm going all in right on, on the coaching carousel this year. But it's so mm. there's so many to talk of that's the, the crazy thing. We'll talk about it. Love we'll, talk, it. Okay. But, we'll, we'll get yes. there. But that was my thing, is I'm just interested to see what Richardson does. Um, because mm -hmm. Emory Jones, I hen, I don't know help. How to help, and I don't know that it's gonna get better. Um, and if Richardson decides that he's going to pack his bags and go to now, apparently you, he could go to OU. There's an open spot now. Um, and a lot of SEC quarterbacks have gone there. I don't True. know. Yep. Yeah, they'll, oh. be, they'll be in the SEC next year. So what are you worried about? <laughs> That's true. Right. That's I read true. something the other day that said that the SEC is looking to do whatever they can to, to expedite get, that to expedite the process buy out contracts for tv stations or whatever you to get oklahoma and texas into the conference now yeah what kind of like rearranging would have to be done they would schedule have to wise with, too i don't even want to think about what they're going to have to do for pod scheduling it's going to be tennessee and georgia and alabama in one pod never winning anything ever again anyway oh uh, that's yeah that's crazy the anyway i want to do that I know. I'm not a fan. I really feel like 16 teams is too much, but we'll talk about that later, too. Um, okay. All right. Let's talk about the Iron Bowl, Alabama at Auburn, from Jordan-Hare Stadium. Um, the uh, the score was 24-22. Uh, to 22. 
that was the final score. Jesse got the point in this one because uh, she picked the closest. And I think I said, uh, Jesse, if it's that if it's that close, I hope you have some fingernails left. And it was actually even closer than that. <laughs> so I know I told um, you I wouldn't be well. I would not be well. So um, I swear that's on my notes. Yeah, I mean, so let me just get my quick little thought out of the way, and then uh, we'll go uh, straight to you, Jess, and then Matt, your your thoughts as well. Um, so, you know, honestly, in watching this game, um, which, by the way, um, both of these teams uh, combined in regulation didn't score as many points as Vanderbilt did on Saturday. <laughs> just throwing that out there. I don't know what, what that, that means. What, what does really that say about Tennessee's defense? <laughs> I don't know if that really means anything, but it's just fun to say. Anyway, um, so, uh, but Good yeah. Good for I mean, Vandy. Good yeah. for Vandy. Uh, again, Auburn, I don't want to say that this is like a characteristic of this team, but we've seen it so many times where they have the game and they let it get away from them. Um, that said, I know TJ Finley got hurt in this game. Uh, he continued to play, um, and his, his teammates having to help him off the turf a lot, and he just he, hobbling around. Um, so props to him. I mean, that was a, a great performance. Um, uh, one thing that I thought was interesting, uh, obviously this one uh, ended in overtime, the first overtime in uh, Iron Bowl history, by the way. Um, yeah, uh, for them. And then um, – it was uh, it was it's like people are already handing Bryce Young the Heisman. And in this yep. year, with all the craziness, I don't know that I can argue with that. And we can talk about that or, or whatever. But it, it is interesting um, that there a lot of people, at least I, I think, and, you know, they, they do the clickbait stuff. I think CBS had that. Go ahead and hand him the Heisman. Um, yep. But um, but I don't know. We'll we'll see what uh, what the conversation is surrounding that. I, I want to play uh, Saban's uh, relief after the game yeah and then uh, jesse let's hear what you had to, what your thoughts coach we talked at halftime about how challenging this game was going for you guys but in the end how much pride do you have in the execution you just saw from your team <laughs> i can't tell you i can't put it into words i mean for the guys that keep fighting like they did and to have the 90 some yard drive to tie the game up to get it in overtime uh, but I tell you what, the players are so proud of the way they competed in the game and fought. We said that's what we wanted to do at halftime, and I couldn't be prouder of them. I mean, it was unbelievable. You addressed your team several times during some very emotional moments during the game. What were you saying to them in those moments? Well, I was really just trying to get our guys to just focus on executing. You know, I think they were a little bit out of sorts, and I could kind of see it in their eyes. So I just wanted to go play. I told them to have fun at halftime. I said, just go have fun, man. Quit worrying about the result and let's just go have fun. At what point did that become fun for you? <laughs> when we caught the ball. <laughs> I'll let you go celebrate, Coach. Congratulations. Matt, I, I couldn't read that. I thought he's, I thought it said he's re returning. I was like, He's retiring. What? The man <laughs> no, I got is it. broken. I got it he's eventually. broken. That is not Nick Saban. <laughs> hey, guys, just have fun. What? <laughs> Who is yeah, he? my he's dad done. and I both he's go, finished. I don't think that's exactly what he said, but I don't think he can say what he said. Probably, probably so. You anyway, listen, I, already, I already know which way the wind on this is blowing. You watch it now. Bama wins the SEC championship. Sorry, Wes. Bama wins the SEC championship. Uh, they win the last national championship that he needs to win. He retires at the end of the year. Dabo Sweeney takes over as head coach Alabama next season. He's not retiring. next season. He's not next done. season. He's nah, he said done. he's got five more he's years. He's 
done. He's done. Listen to the man. Listen to how he talks. Listen to the vernacular he's using through the entire season. Let's have fun. We're uh, we're having fun. Football let's not, is fun. Let's not worry that about the mental not, lapses. That is, no, that is that is not Nick Saban. Maybe it's not winning Nick football Saban. games and throttling everybody. Like it's not. That's not. Maybe it's, it's like not. you know the whole conspiracy about Paul McCartney. You know the fall McCartney thing. Oh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. Paul. Maybe it's not hey, actually Paul. Nick Saban. Saban. Maybe it's Rick. The great Saban. conspiracy oh, documentary. God. It's called Paul McCartney is really dead. Highly suggest. It's great. Look, guys. Anyway, we're we're not getting into um the Nick's conspiracy. conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Jesse, your your thoughts on the Iron Bowl. I have a lot. I have a lot. Not even Shocker. all of them are not even written. They're just not. Uh first of all, unwell, as I've said. Uh, you mentioned it. It's the first overtime in Iron Bowl history, and we have been playing this game since 1892 if i'm not mistaken maybe 1893 long time um a very long time so to put it into perspective for those that for some reason did not tune in at all we were trailing auburn 10 to 0 until midway through the fourth quarter the fourth quarter um and there are a lot of reasons for that the main one is our offensive line. Hello. Um, We had to play two right tackles in this game because both of them are not great. Every single play, getting beat. Getting up. Getting beat. Getting beat. Everybody. Getting beat. Horrible. And make that, that's going to be a clip of Jesse just going, getting beat. (laughs) It's horrible. Even I was reading some of the articles they said the offensive line, they said that a lot of the mistakes can be attributed to the big uglies up front on the <laughs> offensive line. I was like, Ooh, that's a little mean. Um, but I get the sentiment because I've talked about it in the past couple games, Bill O'Brien. I was so excited by the rumor that you were <laughs> leaving was, this morning. And then I was leaving. crushed. I was crushed because you're staying terrible play calling. Awful, horrible, terrible. The worst. Bryce Young. And I know. I've read it. Everybody and their mother seems to think he deserves a Heisman. I don't. Here I am. Listen. Listen to me. I understand. You're all about to get upset with me, Bama Nation. But listen. I have my reasons. Okay? I think he is a naturally talented and gifted player. And I've said that before. Throwing that deep ball, absolutely. However, the stats are great. He's got great wide receivers as well. But we cannot always throw the deep ball. We can't. Because look what happens when people blitz us. It happened with Texas A&M. And then after it was successful with them, every single team blitzes us. Just all over us. We don't blitz anybody. (laughs) Looking at you, Golding. We don't blitz anybody. But they stack the box, and we have so much pressure. Our offensive line cannot hold, cannot give Bryce time. And Bryce, look at it. It's it's RPO. And he's just like, uh, uh. He gets out there. It's like he goes in. He only knows that he could throw to one receiver. He zeroes in on that guy. And if that guy can't get open, he doesn't know what to do. 
he scrambles, he, he gets sacked. He's not smart with the football when he has to scramble. He doesn't throw it away. And that's when we get in times where it kind of looks like there could be some intentional grounding. I understand. I saw it. I was there. I saw it. Or he just gets sacked and we lose like 16 yards. So, no, I do not think he is the game manager that Alabama has had in their quarterback's past. I do not think he is. His stats are incredible. Absolutely. I can't deny that. But when it comes to the perspective of a guy that can actually manage the game, I do not think he is that guy. Because also, I know it was loud in Jordan Hare. I know it was. I could hear it on the TV. But delay of game, get it together. Get it together. Um, that's my Bryce Young moment. Check didn't they get one? They got a delay of game right after the kickoff once, didn't they? We did. It, yeah. Yeah. That. How do you do that? You know what you're going to do, honey. You know. And then I can't remember what quarter it was. You changed the play last minute. I, I think Brian Robinson was still in. And you saw B-Rob change sides. And then we just we – couldn't, we couldn't do anything. Um, uh, also, Brian's grandson, Tyson, I'm looking at you, Paul Ooh. Tyson. Ooh. Messing up the, the – you had one hold. We could have scored a field goal. And you just – not okay with that either. Um, basically, with 24 seconds left in regular time, we scored a touchdown, finally. Um, 24 seconds left in regular time. You can imagine everyone was not doing well at this point. Things were getting bad. Um, then we go into the four overtimes. And I know, Gary, we heard you. We heard you about 16 different times. Tank big speak. With two minutes left and two timeouts remaining, stepped out of bounds, and they're going to bed 40 seconds late set off the clock. We heard it. We were there. Paul we Feinbaum was talking about that. He's like, he did, he was like, he was thrown out of bounds. He had no choice. He wasn't, whatever. But anyway. Like, <laughs> also, the thing is, and I know that as commentators, you're like looking for things to talk about. Yeah. But at some point, you have to stop saying, well, if he would have just, if right. we would have just, if we would have just scored some points in regular time, we wouldn't have been there either. Just you can't just be like we could have just. Also, we all hate Gary Danielson. I, we all do. We just all do. Let's. It's fine. I um, had a very mean tweet about Gary during that game. What did I say? Oh, please Maybe. find. Please oh, I know. I that. saw it. I saw it. I don't remember um, verbatim. Brian Robinson, though, I'm, I haven't heard much on his injury. He was taken out of the game, which is um, very, very scary. Very, yeah. very scary. We'll see if he comes back. Um, my other thing is I wish we would have blitzed. I wish we would have gotten even more pressure on TJ Finley because he was a limp at for the last half. Right. Playing his foot. We knew he wasn't going to throw a deep ball. We know he's going to pass it off to somebody. But, okay. Okay. Again. I'm not happy with our coordinators. I have a lot of feelings about them, and I would like them both to leave. Um, <laughs> you were so sad when is, you found out they weren't going to poach. Uh, oh, my God. Poach. Jesse, I, you didn't pay attention to any of that conversation Nikki Boy had on, like, Friday night, did you? Thursday night. Are you uh, talking about the uh, – His little tirade. The, the, the fans the, who aren't happy fans, with winning. It has to, the, yeah. they, I heard yeah. it, and I know he was talking to me. <laughs> I'm not upset with – I'm upset oh, with Lord. the coordinator. Guys, um, listen, if, if Bama ever goes back to like 
1999-2000 Bama, no. Jesse might die. Please she don't. might die. I survived those years. I can't do it again. Like the Mike DeBose, <laughs> Mike Price, Shula era. Mike like, Shula, it's all the mics. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we get um, a mic coach. They, uh, they, Auburn seemed to have like the right scheme on defense, and you know who their coordinator Derek is. Derek Mason did incredible. Yep, was Derek their Mason coordinator. Did he got fired, didn't he? Derek Mason. Mason. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of, um, I'm thinking of the offensive coordinator at uh, Mike Bobo. Bobo got canned. Uh, um, I'm not sure. I haven't heard that, I but I, I, I'm not sure. I, hey, I, could, I, I, I saw that story. Come if off. it is. Breaking yes, news. He got he got fired. That that news came out yesterday. Okay. Auburn, I hadn't heard Auburn that Tigers one. defense coordinator Mike Bobo out after just one season. J- uh, guy, did, guy didn't even get a chance to unpack his stuff, man. So hopefully not. I, hope, um, hope he was renting an apartment, not buying a house. Right. Oh, oh. but so, no, Derek Mason called a fantastic game for the most part. They yeah. let up on pass pass rush. Mm-hmm in overtime um, and played started to play a little bit more conservatively and that's that, where we were able to come back um, that prevent defense it'll get prevent you every time defense. Um, I do want to say and this is one of my other big things I know everyone's tweeted it they've Facebooked it they've Instagrammed it they've texted their mom brother and cousin Bama pays the rest Bama only Bama gets all of the calls Wrong. No. No. Wrong. Um, perspective for those that were curious. Crimson Tide finished the game with 11 penalties for 129 yards. Tigers for 53 yards. Do you want to know how many times they were holding? Every time. And I know everybody holds on every play. Everybody every play, holds. Yeah. I get it. I get it. There's going to be some holding. A lot of holding. That first PI call that never got called when he was literally ripping our guy's jersey. Didn't get that one either. So if people get mad that maybe some intentional grounding didn't get necessarily called on Bryce Young, hate it for you. If you think that towards the end that was PI, you missed the part where he was grabbing his arm. Yeah, that's that's my feelings. I could probably talk about this for another thirty-five minutes. Just like just get it all out. Yeah, I talked about it at church the next day. I did <laughs> uh, to the pastor. Yeah, well, yeah. As I say, uh, he's a Bama fan too, so you guys can commiserate. So yeah, we we could. Yeah, we could. Okay, but roll tide. Um, uh, so we had a little bit of listener comment on this. Uh, so Mick Kirkwood said, how does Bama always manage to escape disaster? <laughs> because Jimbo showed that they can be beat, but apparently nobody else is watching and they still think it can't be done. Matt, what were your thoughts? I'm shocked on? we didn't escape disaster um, or we listen, did escape disaster. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and attack this head on. Okay. Yeah. Bama shouldn't have won this game. Okay. They, they had, they had no, do, no business whatsoever winning this football game for four quarters. They should not have won this football game. However, when you can't, when you're running to the sideline and you're trying to milk the clock and you don't, and you go out of bounds, granted, he may have been thrown, whatever. I don't care. 
as a running back, you got to do everything in your power, stay in bounds on that play. I really feel that that's probably where things went awry. Um, the other thing, that drive, that was it was it 98 yards that, that last drive Nine. that Bama had? 98 yards. 90, 90, 98, yeah. It was a long drive. I remember that. Um, I don't know how in the world or why in the world you stop sending linebackers and safety blitzes and corner blitzes. And I don't know why you stop when you've been doing it the entire game. And now you've got three deep and you're trying to keep the only reason that happened is because they switched how they were playing and right. it, it cost them in the end. Um, I, I know that this was a poorly officiated game. I think we can all agree. There was a lot of really bad officiating in that game. Um, I'm par. That, that touchdown pass at the end, uh, I felt like should have been a flag. I felt regular, like that was all regular time or no, the regular... one at the very end, the one that tied it up, the one to send okay, it. Okay, so regular time, not OT, not OT. right. Yeah, the, okay. the big Hail Mary shot in the corner, which the uh, which wide receiver was that? I can't remember. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, that kid made a heck of a, ju- a play to get that ball, uh, because. Bryce didn't really put it where he could get to it easy, but he managed to make a play on it. But I feel like that was a push off. And I know, and I've watched that clip like 19 times. And I feel like there's enough extension there where it busted up the momentum of that DB. Now was the DB holding? Yes. They were probably chicken fighting like wide receivers and chicken, like uh, and DBs do. However, I don't know how you keep your flag in your pocket on that play. I get letting them play. I understand that. But I just, I don't know. I really felt like that should have been an Auburn win. Auburn should have shocked them. That should have been it. There were we too thought it was. I mean, my sister was texting me with two minutes left. And she was like, I can't believe we lost, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I know, it's embarrassing. We had and all. Then over, and then overtime, it just went completely to crap. Because I don't know what happened in overtime. Because, yeah, I don't know. Auburn only had. Uh, what a hundred and hold on, let me pull up the stat line. Had a hundred and fifty nine yards total offense. Yeah, there's a reason Mike Bubba got yeah, I was fired. Gonna say. Yeah, yeah. And it's just I mean they yikes. shut down. They shut down our running take, game. We only had sixty four rushing yards. Well, listen, Auburn couldn't do anything on the ground either. I mean, Bigsby no. only had sixty three yards on thirty carries. Mm-hmm. They couldn't. He couldn't get nothing going. Uh, kudos uh, to Bama's defensive line because they were in the backfield every time you turned around. They, I, I will say, and we've talked about it, I feel like, the past couple weeks, how Bama's defense is just not where it used to be. It's not the defense of Bama's past. I feel like they really stepped up this game. Really stepped up. Now if we can only get our offensive line to step up. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the stat line, and Bama had one, two, three, four, three, four, five. They had five tackles, the 15 tackles for loss in this game. Um, Will Anderson for Heisman. What? Who? Who that? That's and that's why because the the poor, de- poor defense they don't never get recognition. So uh, unless they're going up against the quarterback from the University of Tennessee, I'm never letting that go. It's a stupid trophy. We should have won it. <laughs> It is a stupid trophy, but they have really good commercials. Yeah, that was that was over twenty years ago, Matt. You know why those? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Their commercials are stupid, and I'll tell you why they're stupid. 
Oh, the Heisman Tim House. In him, and I'm done. I don't need to see Tim Tebow anymore. I need him to go do missionary work somewhere off in Botswana so I don't have to see him no more. Hate that guy. Is that a formal request? <laughs> I need Tim Tebow to go. No, I'm not going to say. Some people wanted him to be the next head coach of Florida. Oh, let him. He I has no experience that. whatsoever. I go heard for that. It. I it. Go I like, for it. Well, that did not happen, as we'll talk about in a no. second. Um, but, uh, but yeah, an, an interesting game for sure. And look at us. We made it through without a fight. Uh, all right. Uh, there's, there's no fight. I mean, kinda, we both, me and Jesse both agree I'm that, just messing. that we have differing opinions on, on the whole Bama gets the calls. Uh, I was... Uh, I was Discussion. fully, I was fully prepared to say, ladies and gentlemen, I believe what Jesse and Matt are trying to say is um, the SEC <laughs> officiating is garbage. So, um, well, and we this all is know why this. We don't, <laughs> this is why we don't record on Sunday. Like this is why we don't record. Oh, on yeah, Sunday. Got, I, I need, <laughs> I need my time. I need. If we recorded this 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 episode like two hours after that game, me and Jesse probably would have ended up in a screaming match. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, it always helps to have some time to digest the feelings and everything. That's what I suggest, people, before you post on Facebook, before you call exactly. your mom or your brother or whoever it is. Are you, take a day, at least a day and a half. Or you know what a good strategy is? Is to, if, you wanna, if you wanna type a post, go ahead, do it. Go ahead and type it out. Type all your paragraphs and your angry thoughts and then delete it. Because it makes you feel good. You got all the all the anger out, but then you don't actually you don't actually post it. You should try it. You know, I do that with emails to clients. <laughs> Listen here, yeah. I'm like, never mind. Thank you so much. Circling back. Hope you had a lovely day. Per my email earlier, which we all know what that's code for. That's the adult version of "Hey jerk, you ignored me. I want a response." Exactly. Happy Friday. Pretty attached. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Vanderbilt at Tennessee. Tennessee uh, taking them out 45 to 21. No, uh, no close one here. Matt getting the point. Um, he was right on the nose, 45 to 20. Um, I don't have any thoughts on this one because it was, it was, um, it was a blowout. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm going to be very gracious uh, in victory here about beating an in-state rival. I'm not going to say. 90% of what I'm thinking because it's Vanderbilt and they've had a really rough time of it. Yeah. Um, as you can tell by the tone of my voice, I'm being very calm. I'm not going to rub it in their face. It would beat their rear end. <laughs> I was waiting. Yeah. Oh, man. I I like, love, he's being really I good. Love, listen, listen. When we lost to them a couple of years ago, I, I was seriously considering that we'd never get back to the point where I wouldn't have to worry about a Vanderbilt game anymore, or I'd have to worry about every single Vanderbilt game anymore. This is the first time in a couple of years I've gone into a Vanderbilt game where I've been like, not stressed about this at all. We're going to beat the brakes off. Um, and we did. We put up 400 plus yards of offense. Um, you know, Hendon Hooker throws for 156 yards, which isn't a lot, still gets two TDs. I, I'm still pretty happy with the way things turned out. I have no complaints. Both of those teams were Cedric Tillman, who who's the rumors going around. He's not going anywhere. He's coming back for another year. So happy days. Hennon Hooker apparently is coming back for another year as well. So things are looking good on Rocky Top. As long as the people in Norman, Oklahoma, stay the heck away from our football coach. You don't come oh, around Rocky Top. That's you true. stay away. I you stay away. Well, listen, and we'll talk about that when we get to the carousel in a minute. But they best stay away. You yeah. go back to Norman. 
You go find a coordinator at Bama or something. <laughs> Jesse got no I've problem got with that. I've got two you can have. I've got two. <laughs> oh, man. Actually, literally, uh, buy one, get one. They're on BOGO. You can have both of them. <laughs> you can take them both. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, you have two head coaches. You coach the offense, I'll coach the defense. It would be so fun. Yeah. Um, Jesse, do you have any thoughts on this one? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Um, all right, let's talk about Texas A&M at LSU. LSU, look at LSU, 27-24, getting the win. And nobody got the point because we were all smart about this one and didn't pick LSU. Um, but, um, but man, like LSU, they got off to a fast start and, and uh, kind of went back and forth there uh, all the way down to the wire. Uh, A&M managed to take the lead for the first time, 24-20 to 20, with 7.33 left in the game. Uh, but then later, uh, with only 20 seconds left, Max Johnson made a clutch throw to Jeray Jenkins to put the Tigers on top in uh, Coach O's final game with the Tigers. So um, let's listen to uh, Coach O's uh, thoughts after the game. Oh, are you kidding me? These guys kept on fighting, man. Hey, I can't say enough about a football team and our coaching staff. So proud of this team. Why did this team play for you tonight the way that they did? It was about 19 seasons. It wasn't about me. I told them this is never going to be about me. This is about the team. One team, one heartbeat. So proud of them. Jeray Jenkins down the sideline. <laughs> Man-to-man coverage. Catches that touchdown. Take us through what you're thinking when you're watching that play. I thought we were going to make the play the whole time. I thought uh, Jake did a great job of calling the last couple of plays of the game. Give it to the whole team. It's a big team win. Coach O, give it to me one more time. Go Tigers. Guys, I'm not going to lie. That makes me a little sad. To I'm to, sad. To know that that is probably the final Go Tigers we'll ever hear from Coach O, at least in that context. So, um, Jesse, what were your thoughts on on this game and, and the win they got for Coach O there? I'm shook, but the Aggies, they <laughs> – uh, understatement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. They came into this uh, this game – second in the nation in scoring defense, allowing 14.9 points per game. But LSU overcame it, um, overcame the – they had three sacks, um, and they were able – A&M defensive end had three sacks, but they were able to score um, and gain 412 yards of total offense. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Uh, LSU – They've made changes on their defense, uh, especially, you know, during that bye week in October. Obviously, we saw that it produced a lot of positive changes against Alabama, against Arkansas, and certainly now against A&M. So things are sort of trending up for them, I would say, which is strange to say, knowing that they now, you know, have let go of who the head coach currently is, um, which we just talked about, which makes me very sad. But, yeah, it's it's insane. Um, to see a game kind of play out like this. And I think we talk about it all the time, but anything can happen on any given Saturday in the SEC. And it, I'm, you know, I don't like LSU. I hate LSU with a passion, but I am happy that they were able to win this game um, for Coach O's last time because mm-hmm. I think it's, it's bittersweet for them. I know the players were working their butts off, but, you know, we needed one more go Tigers. Right. And I got to say, Coach O stands in an interview with the best of them. They can, they yes. could have just lost like 50 to nothing. And he's going to stand there with a smile on his face and answer the questions. So uh, kudos to him. And he's been that way the, the whole time throughout this all. Yeah. Uh, um, he's handled this situation 
a lot better than I would. <laughs> right. Um, and this is a pretty, uh, pretty tidy game, too. No turnovers. Uh, Matt, yeah. what are your thoughts? I, I was shocked. Uh, like Jesse just said, well, I think we were all kind of shook when we saw that scoreline because none of us picked LSU to win this ballgame. Uh, it's a great ending for a Coach O at LSU. We have to hope that there's not going to be stuff that comes out in, in, you know, six months, a year, a year and a half that could potentially tarnish those uh, lovely memories. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that LSU gets to six wins. Uh, they get a big win against uh, Texas A&M. Uh, and Jimbo Fisher has to be scratching his head wondering where the dream winner I. Um, you know, they finished with four losses in the season uh, this year. They've got to be kind of thinking, well, we, we beat Bama. Uh, there's that like but then mm-hmm. we lost to four other teams like I just I don't know I, I A&M's one of those teams that doesn't make any sense to me I feel like they're they're so inconsistent like we like to make fun of Auburn for being inconsistent but A&M's just as bad um it's not worse it, well, yeah you're not wrong this is a team that lost to a pretty decent Arkansas team in like week five they lost to Mississippi State in a game they probably shouldn't have lost. Mm-hmm. Um, they lose to Ole Miss, uh, which, again, Ole Miss is a solid team. And then you lose to LSU, who, and I hate to say this, has been floundering most of the year. Um, so I don't know what's happening with AM. I know that Jimbo loves being in College Station. He loves the uh, the boosters. He loves the city. He loves the all that I stuff. I would love the boosters, too, at $10 uh, yeah, million. That's what I'm saying. Um, He's getting paid really well. By the way, I'll go wear Texas A&M colors for ten million dollars. Did Did you guys see the comparison between him and uh, Kevin Sumlin? So uh, good. It's 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 eerie. Um, is it? Mm-hmm. And if anything, Sumlin's record against ranked opponents was better. Um, and Ooh. yeah, have yeah. you have you seen it? I can't no, remember I have the. Not- I've seen that. I can't remember the exact numbers. I'll I'll dig it up. Uh, we shared it on our story on Instagram. But uh, but yeah, he his record is essentially about the same. However, performance against uh, top ranked opponents uh, is not good, not as good as someone. And he's getting paid significantly more. Um, yeah, someone wasn't making that making as near as much as Jimbo. No, as I want to say, it's a neighborhood of all, a little bit over a third of what Jimbo. Is getting paid so um yeah it's it's wild anyway I'm um trying to find it but yeah not that oh, easy. It, um let us know if you do uh we'll go ahead and, and head to kentucky at louisville uh the governor's cup kentucky winning this one handily 52 to 21 matt getting the point here uh if you guys recall i believe uh vegas had louisville favored by like a point or two in this one um, so I'm not really sure what happened there. Um, <laughs> oops, <laughs> I guess. Um, but uh, but man, this was uh, an interesting an interesting one. Will Levis uh, ran for four touchdowns in this game, uh, including a play where he juked one defender and hurdled another. Um, that one was uh, was pretty spectacular. Um, okay, yeah, let me come back to that real quick. Um, but yeah, it's just a, a huge a huge blowout uh, with 14 of Louisville's points coming in the fourth quarter. So it was even worse and more lopsided than the score um, the score looks. Um, let's pause this real quick. We'll go back to, um, to the stats here. So, yeah, the regular seasons for Texas A&M in Kevin Sumlin's first four years, okay? 2012, he had 10 wins. 
2013, he had eight. 14, he had seven. 15, he had eight wins. Regular season wins for AM in Jimbo Fisher's first four years. Um, <clears throat> 2018, he had eight wins. 19, he had seven. 2020, COVID year, he had uh, eight wins. And then 2021, he had eight wins. I mean, for the money, <laughs> um, right? Yeah. I don't. A 2012 year was a that was Johnny Manziel. Right, right. They beat us that year. I was there. It was the worst game ever. Oh, that's yeah. That was just bizarre. So anyway, you gotta hate it when you fire a guy and the guy you bring in has the exact same record. Yeah, and then you pay him almost three times as much yeah, to have that, that same record. That uh, that must be awful. I, I yeah. can't imagine what that must be like. <laughs> University of Georgia. <coughs> oh. um, I'm laughing it off, man. It? I just didn't say. It's not. It's not. Kirby it's not Smart a- is Mark Rick 2.0. <coughs> Sorry. Now, you you, we, we never saw a team like this year's team under Mark Rick. I'm sorry. He had some good teams, but we never saw a team like this. And West, also, Mark, I, Mark Rick West, never made it to West, a national West, championship. West, I know you're messing. I'm just, West, I'm just putting West, it back. Okay, West. stop it. <laughs> it's not, it's not comparable. And anybody looking at the football on the field West, knows that it's not comparable. Please, Wes, <laughs> please remember what happens when your expectations get too high. Oh, trust As me, I'm, I'm fan. there. I'm, I'm not getting hopeful until I see the the national championship trophy being hoisted on the on the stage. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, um, yeah. just want to make sure, you know, this is a safe place. No, believe me. Yeah. I'm, I, dude, you're, you're talking to like, yeah. The, the one rational Georgia fan. That no, exists. I was the I, rational I one. I've, I've been there. I've done that. I've, we're going to talk about that later too. Anyway. Um, so did, uh, I don't remember Matt, do you have any thoughts on Kentucky Louisville? I can't remember if we talked about this one. Uh, to no, the only thought I have is that, uh, Kentucky finally did the right thing yesterday. I think it was, and they signed, or it might've been this afternoon, uh, and signed, um, stoops to a extension, Mm -hmm. which they, I'm sure they had to fork out some money because there've been a lot of programs that have been sniffing around him for the last two years. So again, Mm -hmm. again, Kentucky is in a good position right now. You just gotta hope they can capitalize on it. And he wasn't getting paid poorly before. I think he was in the top 15 coach salaries. No. So I don't think he was hurt. Um, Jesse, your thoughts on this one? That was my thought. That was your thought. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about the extension. The extension. Because um, otherwise oh. <laughs> this game is not super exciting. How dare you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It really wasn't much of a game. Um, all right, and then uh, speaking of not much of a game, Clemson, South Carolina, battling with Palmetto State. Clemson wins 30-0. to zero. Matt was the only one to pick Clemson because it turns out I was indeed a crazy man, as I said. I told last y'all, week. I, I said, told y'all, you, hey. got, you got high on the supply when it came and, to South Carolina. And I erroneously said to Jesse last week, you know what? If there was any time that would be a great time to go to a, a South Carolina Clemson game, it would be right now. Which I mean, if you're a Clemson fan, it would have been a great one to go to, I suppose. But, uh, um, but yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't meant to be. I, you know, I, I thought that there was the potential there. I mean, we, look, we've seen Clemson be down all year, um, yeah. and we've seen South Carolina uh, play better than we thought. So, um, perhaps uh, things were a little bit overhyped. But uh, 
I don't know. Jesse, what were your thoughts? I believed too soon. I got too excited. When someone beats Auburn, I get excited. <laughs> Just sue me. Um, but they're still bowl eligible. So it's yep. okay. Yep. It's true. Hold Every, on to that, guys. Everybody's bowl eligible this season. Well, not everybody. Not everybody. Uh, sorry. But no. Constellation Prize, they're in Nashville. Anyway, um, Matt. Always. <laughs> Matt, your thoughts. What do you? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, they were they I, were listen, down almost I, from the I beginning. Told, I told I told you all that, that there's no way Carolina was going to win this ball game. Um, Clemson's down this year, but they're still Clemson. Um, and South Carolina is looking better, but not there yet. Not there yet. Yeah, they they got down early in this one, and they were just fighting from behind the whole time. It was was not good. So. Um, all right. Well, that does it for Rivalry Week. Uh, current pick'em standings. If you heard, Matt got a ton of them this week. Uh, I'm still in the lead, barely, with 36. Matt has 34. Jesse has 32. So we're all right there now. So we shall see. And we're also getting in into mix. we're also getting into games that are worth more points too. So you never you never know. All right, let's go ahead and get into uh, the news of the week. Here's the news. All right, our first item is in a stunning move. Lincoln Riley ditches both Oklahoma and LSU for USC. That's right. He's going to SoCal to hang out down there. Um, I, gosh, the, the first first thought was, um, man, Lincoln Riley really does not want to play in the SEC, does he? No. Um, that's honestly what I was thinking. I, yeah, ESPN guys were talking. They were like, oh, yeah, it's a great fit. And I, and I get that. I mean, I think for the personality and for the, the brand down there, Lincoln Riley is prob- probably is a good fit. But um, I think he could also see that looming too. Um, and I think he didn't really want any part of it. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough to go into the SEC, obviously. And also with a school like LSU, there's a lot going on there right now. You know, Coach Orgeron is still coaching there. Um, They have been doing poorly this season and last season. So maybe don't want to go into there. And, I mean, Lincoln Riley is a young guy. He wants to go hang. I mean, yeah, I know he's, like, got a family. But he's still a really young guy. He wants to go hang out in L.A. Um, I get it, I guess. But also – the competition over there is more easily defeatable. You want to, you want to stay on top. He's such a recognizable name after what he's done with quarterbacks um, there at Oklahoma. So he still wants to start to trend upward. You're not going to go somewhere that you're going to struggle for a couple of years. You want to go somewhere you can still pull out some wins and USC is probably the better fit than LSU. Yeah. That's a good point. And, you know, nobody has really, um, since the Pete Carroll USC days, uh, nobody's really stepped up. I mean, you could say mm-hmm. Oregon to a certain extent out there, uh, but nobody's really stepped up and, and been as dominant as they were back then. So um, yeah. that conference um, apparently uh, is dependent on USC's success. So, um, Matt, what do you think? 2017-12 wins. 2018, 12 wins. 2019, 12 wins. 2029 wins. 2021, 10 wins. 
why in the blue hell are you leaving Oklahoma to go to USC? I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. I If you don't want, I, I mean, I get they're paying them, but why? It just, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like it's, like I would get it if you were going somewhere, like if you were like at a smaller school or if you were somewhere else and you were taking the step up, like if you were like UCF and then you went to Tennessee. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. But to leave Oklahoma when you're winning, I, I don't get it. And I get people get paid and I understand that, but boy, I bet Lincoln Riley is just, he's a, that's a bad name in uh in oklahoma right now by the way did you know he named his dogs boomer and sooner oh so he's gonna have to deal with that for the next you know 10 12 years 15 years however long that's awkward it's just it's just it's awful and i if i if i'm an oklahoma fan and and i actually work with one she's right across the hallway from me and i saw her on monday i was like what what do you make of this and she's like we feel like we've been stabbed in the back and i was like well now you know how tennessee felt when lane kiffin left in the middle of the night um by the way, if if for USC if, exactly, if the dominoes <laughs> fall, listen to me now. If the dominoes fall and Heupel ends up going back to Oklahoma, I will never forgive USC for anything ever again. I already don't like that school to begin with because of Pete Carroll and that Matt Bush and all that, Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush stuff in the early two thousands. Um, but if that's if that's the way we're going to play things, I don't want nothing to do with USC. I hope it slips into the ocean. Um, so by the way, uh, about the Heupel connection, Josh Heupel played quarterback at university of Oklahoma. He Champion. was, uh, he was, yeah. He won a national championship there with Stoops in 2000. Was it? I think it was 2000. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah. I think he was the backup behind Jason white. If I remember correctly, I don't think yeah. he started. Um, either way, there is a connection to Oklahoma, but let's also remember that Heupel came up through the Oklahoma coaching ranks it was the offense coordinator there uh, before his trip to UCF. Why did he leave Oklahoma? Because Bob Stoops fired him because the offensive production that year wasn't very good. So they canned him. So I don't think that Heupel would go back. Heupel on record today on the Eric Ains show, who's a former Tennessee quarterback who does the show with uh, a podcast, uh, said that he has zero, it, it, the way he sounded, and I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but the way he was talking, it sounded like he had no intention of leaving Tennessee anytime soon. Now, that being said, we have heard that sort of talk before. I'm I'm both confident and nervous. It's really weird. Like, I feel like, yeah, there's no chance I believe. But on the other side, I'm having trouble breathing. Because you've been burned I'm before. He's going to go. Right, right. It's, <laughs> it's an abusive relationship, my relationship with the University of Tennessee. Um, I've been beat a lot. So I don't know where I'm at. Like it oscillates back and forth. Like one minute I'm fine. The next minute I'm like, he's leaving and this is going to be awful. And it's going to be Vince or it's going to be Derek Dooley all over again. And I just. has some cool pants. Uh, (laughs) And his pressers were kind of interesting. They're coming. (laughs) Anyway. um, Yeah. That's where I'm at right now with the whole Lincoln Riley thing. I don't. I, Whatever, dude, have fun. I hope, I hope USC fires him he, two years on the tarmac he, like they did Lane Kiffin. He did. He was clever in some of his responses. They were talking to him about LSU because everybody just assumed he was going yep. to LSU. And he was like, look, I can tell you, I will not be the next head coach for LSU. 
and he wasn't lying. <laughs> I he mean, wasn't lying. <laughs> so, um, you have also was, clarified that speak, he won't be the next head coach for Oklahoma, but right. he did not. Yeah. And by the way, um, I think Oklahoma in their Oklahoma State game, um, my Oklahoma uh, coworker told me that you know there were definitely signs that they had not been prepped properly. And now we know why. Mm-hmm. Now we have an idea of what exactly happened there. And apparently I, the, the players had no idea this was going on. No. Apparently they felt kind of ditched by some of those tweets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I man. mean, and as we mentioned earlier, but Spencer Rattler, the quarterback for Oklahoma, has now entered the transfer portal. Right, right. Yep. Their recruiting class fell apart. Oh, after this gone. They lost – they lost the number one quarterback. They lost the number three wide receiver. They lost the number six running back, I think. Like, their 2022 recruiting class got gutted. Yeah, so they're going to be scrambling. They're going to have to um, – they're going to have to make a home run higher, I think. It's not going to It's not going to be like a, a, oh, well, let's try this guy out from a group of five school or something. Um, I think it's going to have to be a big name. Yeah. We'll see. Um, all right, next uh, in the coaching carousel, Florida hires Billy Napier from uh from louisiana so uh, um here's an interesting um so I, we have a few fan comments about the hiring um about um you know is he going to work out uh, some of these people agree that he will uh, some people uh, believe that florida will be back to mediocre but here's interesting an interesting thought from mick uh, kirkwood he said uh, clemson fired him because their offense got worse while he was there florida's desperate so that's that's interesting. I I, um, I did not know that about his history, um, and so um, that's interesting to know that uh, he has kind of had a chance on a big spotlight. Granted, um, you know, as a uh, in, in a little bit a different role, but uh, getting fired because the offense wasn't wasn't good there. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts on this? I uh, you, you had a you had a bit of a chuckle when you uh, when you I- when, we, when we said that. When you look at Napier's coaching record, like where he's been, he spent some time at, at, at Clemson. He's been at Alabama as an analyst. He was at Colorado State. He was at Florida State. He's been around programs that win. Uh, he took over at, at Louisiana uh, in 2018. He's got a 39-12 and 12 record. Um, they've won five conference championships while he was head coach. That's great. Does that mean that's going to translate to the SEC? Uh, I don't know. We've seen what happens in the past when we have these, you know, successful, and I hate to use the word mid-major, but these smaller schools uh, come in and those names don't usually pan out. Like look at uh, Barry, not Barry Odom, Drinky came out of Appalachian State. He hasn't set the world on fire. Uh, A certain coach that was at the University of Tennessee came out of Cincinnati. And, you know, he had a little bit of success before he completely gutted and destroyed my football team. Um, there have been a couple of other instances that don't come to mind off the top of my head, but it, is it a, is it a home run hit? I don't know. Um, if I was going to put this in baseball terms, I'd probably say this is a double. You put yourself in a good position to score. Now, whether the rest of the, you know, if you're going to get any help on that, it's a completely different ball game. I don't know how it's going to work out. Um, I w- I'm not crazy about the hire. I feel like, I feel like, excuse me, I feel like Florida had to have a home run here. I don't feel like Billy Napier was it. Incidentally, you know who would be the perfect replacement for him at Louisiana? Who? Coach O. 
He's a, Louis, oh he's a Louisiana boy. He could be a raging Cajun. How how amazing would that be? It's perfect. <coughs> oh, I love that. That's that would be storybook, wouldn't it? It would That'd be, be so sweet. That, they would let him run that program however he wanted. You know to. it. You know it. Um, Jesse, what are your thoughts on uh, Napier to Florida? I feel like they felt in the past with Mullen that they got their home run hire, their big name coming from Mississippi state. He was an alum. Like they thought they had it in the bag and it has not panned out the way that they anticipated. They're looking at Arkansas, you know, getting someone who wasn't even a coordinator and they're like, all right, who can we get? Um, and they're trying to, they're, they're trying to go uh, more small, small ball on this one. So mm -hmm. we'll see. I don't have enough of an opinion of Billy Napier to, make yeah. some poignant analytical uh you know thing here but we'll see yeah and granted he's been around big programs before but obviously this is a, a different yeah. much different role so um i agree with you jury's out we'll see we'll see how that translates um and then next on our coaching carousel lsu hires brian kelly which i've I have no idea how I feel about this. Now, yeah, mind mind blown. When they said that, I was like, wait, is this a typo? Um, so, um, again, we had uh, we had some uh, fan or uh, listener feedback on here. Some people said uh, um, he'll do better than average, not sold on him winning. Uh, here's one. Uh, not sure why he would want to go head-to-head -head with Bama. That's an interesting thought. So he comes from Notre Every Dame. Season. Yeah, coming down to LSU and facing Bama every year. Um, and then uh, Mick says, I don't believe LSU had a coaching issue. He thinks it's a desperate team doing a desperate thing. Jesse, what are your thoughts on Brian Kelly to LSU? What a different place to play. <laughs> Notre Dame <laughs> yeah. to LSU. What, just starkly different. I, oh, I cannot yeah. wait. I not as surprised as I think a lot of people are. I didn't necessarily think Brian Kelly was, you know, on their radar, but for him to make a move to the SEC, I think it makes sense. I think what he has just said to everybody that is at Notre Dame or roots for Notre Dame is he does not think they can win a national championship and he's about to go somewhere that he thinks there's a caliber and a conference that will do that. I think he is saying that without a conference, Notre Dame ain't going back anytime soon. And mm -hmm. he's going to go to a power five conference. Um, and the, and the opening at LSU too sweet. We know they have the money. We know that they have a very supportive fan base that travels really well. It's a fun environment. If you're a tiger to play in. Um, I, I think it's going to be so much fun, but what a culture shock it's about to be. Yeah. Well, they're, they're stoked about him down there. I've seen all the yeah. uh, montages they've put together of, of uh, how excited they are of him bringing. It's going to be a rude awakening, though. It's, oh, yeah. It's not going to be easy. He is officially coming to a conference after being not in a conference for a very long time. Um, I think he's nice. I was able to be at the Music City Bowl between Notre Dame and LSU. Uh-huh. In Nashville, several years ago, nice. Um, I believe, I believe, probably when I was a junior, uh -huh. um, and was able to go to the press conferences and everything and cover it from a video perspective. He was lovely, a great, great interview. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's funny that it was against LSU. Um, right. But it should be, should be a good time. 
Well, a culture shock, not just for Brian Kelly, but it's got to be a culture shock for the players too. Can you imagine going from Coach O in the locker room to Brian Kelly in the locker room? It's got to be, absolutely, not. as you said, completely 180. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on this hire? I, uh, you know, the coaching carousel every year tends to be a little wacky. It tends to be a little ridiculous. But I feel like we've taken the carousel and we've put nuclear weapons on it and we've spun <laughs> that thing into the sun because I don't know <laughs> what the heck is happening now. Um, I when that. I got news that this happened, I'm like, what? Okay, what? Chip mm-hmm. Kelly's going to what? Like I was, I don't under, I don't understand what these coaches are doing. I don't, I don't understand it. I, I get, I get that things are going on behind the scenes and what have you, but where's the breaking point in this? Like we're paying these guys all this money. And when I say we, I don't mean us. I mean, these schools, it's almost, it's, I feel like it's like a bubble and that bubble is going to keep getting bigger and bigger. That bubble's got to pop at some point. And the question is, what's that going to do to the sport when it finally does pop? If you've got guys that are leaving, uh, you know, CFP contender uh, contenders, to go to other CFP contenders and they're just moving around. It's just so weird. Like, I don't understand the, the, the gist of it. Like, it's just, it's so strange. It's kind of like that circle of friends in like high school where everybody dated each other and you all know each other. And it's just kind of, it's, it's weird. It's awkward, but it is just, it is what it is at the same time. It's just kind of like, whatever. Yep. Um, although I do know that um, apparently he had been testing the waters. I saw a uh, verified, uh, it was, a, I think, a reporter for Florida, or somebody from Florida, said that they have a report that his people reached out to Florida as well. Uh, prior, uh, well he he prior was to in, this. in the mix before they hired Mullen, I think, too, wasn't he? I I'm not remember sure. his name being. I don't out. remember. I'm not sure, but definitely in this opening, um, he, he, uh, he was interested as well, so. Interesting. I know it's just like you said, uh, it's kind of one of those deals where you hear it for the first time. You're like, well, I'm not sure if that's a good fit, um, but we'll uh, we'll see. Um, SEC we'll media days going to be fun. Yeah. And then um, as we talk, Kentucky uh, gives Mark Stoops an extension through the 2027 season. So he'll be there a while. Kudos to Mark. Uh, it's well earned building a program up there and not just a basketball school any longer. So. Um, let's, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the CFP rankings, which just dropped a couple hours ago. Um, number one, Georgia, um, that stays the same. Number two is Michigan. Michigan's jumped up with that big win over Ohio state, uh, last week. <laughs> go blue. So <laughs> and, funny. And then, um, uh, number three, Alabama, uh, that's also the same as last week. Uh, Cincinnati at number four. Uh, number five, Oklahoma State. Number six, Notre Dame. Number seven, Ohio State. Number eight, Ole Miss. Uh, they move up one uh, to number eight. And then number nine, Baylor. Number 10, Oregon. Uh, Arkansas is number 22. They've moved up three. Uh, Kentucky is number 23. They were not ranked last week. And then number 25 is Texas A&M. Uh, they dropped 10 spots after that uh, win last weekend. So um, that is all the SEC teams there on the back end um, of the rankings um so um do you guys have any thoughts on that are you um disturbed by any of these um, any any thoughts i i guess i was wrong about the committee leaving in cincinnati they're they're biding their time 
Because if Oklahoma State comes out and buries – who are they playing? They're playing, playing Baylor. Baylor, yes. In the Big 12 championship. If they come out and bury Baylor, you can't take an uh, an undefeated Cincinnati team over a one-loss Oklahoma State team. when they're That would loss. honestly be – That would be ridiculous. Even more depressing than last year. Because, you know, last year they wanted to get in the top four and they just didn't. If you right. – if, if Oklahoma State beats Baylor and they're – since he's sitting at four and then all of a sudden at the last CFP ranking, they get taken out. That's just worse than not being ranked at all. Right. Well, here's going to be absolute chaos. If let's say um, the following works out, let's just say that Georgia beats Alabama on Saturday, Michigan um, loses to Iowa in the big 10 championship. It could happen. Cincinnati loses their championship to uh, Houston, right? That's who they're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you got basically three spots open right there. And it and that's highly likely. The, all, all of that is highly likely. It's not just some kind of, you know, ooh, what if. Um, I don't know. You think, gosh, I mean, Oklahoma State could slide in, definitely. Uh, Notre Dame, gosh, <laughs> It sounds so stupid. That would be the most ridiculous thing ever. For I'd be so annoyed. I do, know, I do know that the committee, um, it's in the protocol or whatever, to consider that a head coach has left as well when they're making their considerations. So there's that, too, for Notre Dame. Um, so um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, a lot of this stuff's going to work itself out next weekend. I don't know that I particularly have an issue with any of this. I understand why they jumped Michigan. I mean, they didn't just beat Ohio State. I mean, they crushed them. Um, And that was unexpected. So, In the snow. Yeah. That was a great game. I listened to that game on the way back from from Tennessee on Saturday, and it is a good game. It made me happy to hear Ohio State lose. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, well, uh, that's obviously the first time Harbaugh's won. I think the first time in like eight years, right? The Michigan's won. Yeah, that's uh, first Ryan's Sunday. Won. That's first Sunday beat them in a long time. Yeah. By the way, and y'all are gonna hate me for this. Why's that? Because Did you buy a pair serious? of khaki pants? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I mean, I have khaki pants. I'm a teacher. You ate steak um, with milk. <laughs> if, if God no, um, if the final four for the CFP comes down to Georgia. Michigan, let's say Cincinnati and Oklahoma State. Let's say it's those four. I'm going to have to pull for Michigan because I cannot, I cannot abide. Be serious. I was going to pull for Cincinnati. No, I'm not going to pull for Cincy. No, bump that. And I, and I might pull for Oklahoma State just because they're orange. But of the four. No, because Mike Gundy has a great mullet. It's a great mullet. That's Mike Gundy's. Tennessee has their own thing with Mike Gundy. I'm not going to talk about. Hey, that. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> but I, I might, I might have to pull for Harbaugh and the Wolverines if they make it in the top four. I don't I'm think sorry, you're feeling Liz. okay. I, I'm I'm feeling fine. I just I can't abide. I can't abide a Georgia national championship. I seem that seems really petty, Matt. It's incredibly <laughs> petty. It's so petty. <laughs> but your fan base has done this to me, Wes. Fifteen years ago, if Georgia won something, I'd be like, "Oh, great, okay, uh, cool." I wouldn't have cared, but now I care, and I don't want them anywhere near a national championship. I'm sorry. Can't, can't I feel? Ba- I feel. I feel bad for you. You're the only Georgia fan whose opinion I like care about. <laughs> I want you to be happy. I wish to God you well, were like I've... a Ole Miss fan or something. Then we wouldn't <laughs> have this problem. 
Well, I appreciate that. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, you can't, you can't, you can't let all the crazies because there's good ones out there. Just because you haven't met them, they, I mean, every fan base has their crazies. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that I don't want to listen to people bark about a national championship for the next yeah. oh, I don't know, forty-five years because that's what they did the last one y'all won in nineteen eighty. So yeah, yeah. Alrighty then. I don't know yes. where I stand on this. I am bitter. I'm incredibly bitter. I'll be the first person to say that I have been bitter. Since Dagum David Green hit what's his name in the end zone Bron with a hobnail boot, yes, I have been petty since that point. <laughs> I was fine. With I don't up until know that where I stand on this issue. To be honest, um, a lot of me is inclined to agree with Matt. Not about Michigan. Thank but you. I just it feels wrong. Do you know how many times I have pulled for a Bama team that I did not like <laughs> at all just so the SEC oh. can win? I know. And Wes, I love you. No, and Jack no. Lunum, I love you. But I just, <laughs> oh, I don't know. We're not there yet. I don't have to make that decision right there, now. I don't. There, are, there are several schools in the SEC that I will not pull for under any circumstances. Now, that said – it used to just be Florida. Georgia has grew as is, is in that group now too. I, Looking at you, Auburn. I may. I was going to say I may have pulled for Oregon over Auburn. Not that that. I wore green. Yeah. I wore green. But that was, that's been a long time ago. But yeah, yeah. I, I laughed in 2013 when they lost. <laughs> oh oh boy. we have. We all have our crosses to bear. Leave me alone. That's true. All right, well, um, here real quick, here's a few other conference championships coming up Saturday to watch. Uh, Baylor, as we said, Baylor's Oklahoma State, uh, Big 12. Um, that is noon on ABC. Um, Houston uh, in the American Conference versus Cincinnati. Um, that is 4 p.m. on ABC. Um, hey, yeah, they, they will be worth watching from the standpoint they could affect the playoff picture, not because, you know, we like these teams. But um, Michigan at, uh, or against Iowa, that's the Big Ten, that's 8 o'clock on Fox. So that'll be the late one. Um, I'm not sure if any other championship games have playoff implications, possibly, but th these definitely uh, will. So, um, all right, speaking of playoff, Go Blue. What? Go Blue. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to have steak and milk on Saturday just to support just as I don't support that decision. Uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do don't. it. I'm going to call Jim Harbaugh tomorrow and be like, look, coach, I'm with you. I Matt, got my khaki pants on. I'm, next I'm gonna I'm next gonna thing we know, We're good to you're going to go. gonna be circling the wagons. You're going to be doing toughness Tuesday if you keep heading down this road, Matt. That's it's a true. dangerous game where does, you're where does it end, Matt? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, there was, there was a time in my life for about two and a half minutes where I thought about being a Michigan fan. Oh, but man. this was way, this is way back in the day. This is like 1994. So I was also 10. So gotcha. You do with that what you, you didn't, will. You didn't know any better. It's okay. Yeah, As, it's <laughs> playing with yeah. fire, Matt. There, there are, the, believe it or not, there are pictures of me with an Auburn hat somewhere in my mom's yeah. house. There, there are pictures of me with an Auburn hat. Yeah. And, I, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I did own a Georgia hat at one point. Wow. But, I can't believe you're saying all this on the air. Um, oh, this was this was decades ago. This was little, a long time ago. Look at little little baby Matt with his with his Auburn hat on, watching his baby Einstein videos. Don't even know how to talk yet. So. <laughs> um, oh my god! <laughs> all right. Well, uh, speaking of playoff implications, let's talk about um, 
the uh, upcoming games for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! All right, I don't, I don't know if I'm uh, ready for this game um, because, as we've talked before, I've been, I've been hurt many times uh, when it comes to this matchup. Um, look, Georgia's defense, probably the best in the country. Um, however, if we watched Bryce Young this year, if you give him time, he will pick you apart. To me, this is the key for this game um, because uh, front seven for Georgia has been stout all year. Uh, secondary hasn't been bad, but again, not necessarily um, tested um, because the front seven has been so strong. It's not like they've even had a chance to be burned. The pressure is there, and, and so uh, there's that. Um, so, yeah, I think we've, we've got to not give him time to survey the field back there. We've got to disguise coverages. We've got to blitz um, and bring the house. I mean, that's what Derek Mason did last week, basically, is just bring the house uh, until they didn't, and then it didn't work. Um, so um, that said, I've been tricked into watching this movie many times, and I've been tricked into thinking that it will end differently, Okay. I'm not going to let it happen. I'm, this is not going to happen this time, okay? Um, so I, I'm done with this. Look, I, also I know, I, I know, don't think I haven't thought about this, that the SEC is thinking about that extra screen time, the extra money, if two teams make it to the college football playoff. So I, I hope there's no shenanigans. I hope we play well enough to where that's not even like an issue. Look, we've talked about how SEC officiating crews have been terrible this year anyway. I expect to see some of that, okay? It's probably not going to be anything different. Uh, bad calls for many teams. Um, I, I want us to play well, like I said, so that's not even a factor. Um, I, look, uh, Georgia fans, please do not hate me, okay? I hope this is not how it goes. This pick is solely to reverse the, the bad juju that has accumulated over the years. Every time I do this, bad things happen so th trust me this is only to reverse the juju i'm gonna go with bama 28 to 24 you really think bama's offense is gonna put 28 points on the defense matt what did i just say <laughs> <laughs> okay all right okay touche well played all right got it oh man just putting it out there jess what do you what do you got Hold on. I got to beep, boop, bop. Sorry. Okay. I'm changing things. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know what I think. I don't know. I have a lot of feelings. Yeah. I don't know what I think. So, obviously, Auburn gave me a mild heart attack. I was shaking. I was not okay. But sometimes for us, when we get embarrassed like that, we come back very strong. Um, the defense in that game was really great and looked better than they have in a, a while. I'm hoping our offense steps up as well. I'm hoping Brian Robinson is in that game and that we can establish somewhat of a run game. I'm hoping somebody decides to come out of the woodwork and become a right tackle. I'm hoping the offensive line wakes up. It's a lot of hope. I have a lot of hope, but I, I, refuse to choose Georgia I will never do it I'm not going to do it ever don't ever ask me to do that 
Bama, 19-17. to Okay. Um, honestly, I'm glad that Bama won the game against uh, Auburn because <laughs> the last thing I want is for Bama to be, like, limping into the, uh, the SEC championship. And, you know, Bama do- traditionally doesn't lose two games in a row. Um, so there's that, too. So there's that. that well, that was my thing, too, is, is when all the Georgia fans were, you know, hollering about Bama winning the Iron Bowl and saying how much they wanted us to lose. You do realize that if you have a Bama team that is, you know, only lost one game or even had we gone undefeated and you get to play us and you beat us, that looks better for you. You should want to play us at our best. Right. So that when you win, you truly feel vindicated. You don't want right. us to lose and then play us. If you want Bama, you should want Bama and not like two lost Bama. Right. Be smarter. Um, took the words right out of my mouth. Matt, what do you uh, what do you got? Logically, like the logical part of my brain is telling me that this game's going to be one of two ways. Either one, Bama's going to come out and expose Georgia's defense for the paper tiger that it may be, um, which is a possibility. Uh, we know that Georgia's defense has played exceptionally well this year. Um, the teams that have managed to score points on them uh, have not scored a lot of points, and I don't think that Bama will be able to score that many. Um, the other way of this game could go is complete domination by Georgia's defense and their offense not being able to get off the ground uh, against Bama as well. I, I'm not sure how this is going to pan out. I have a sneaking suspicion what will probably happen is Georgia will come out hot in the first two quarters. We'll go into the half, say, 17 to 10 or 17 to 3 or 17 to 10, uh, something along those lines. Saban being the, and it pains me to say this, the master strategist at college football will make adjustments in the second half. And I think Bama ends up winning this thing. Uh, Yeah, he's going to tell him to go have fun. Uh, Bama ends up winning this thing uh, in the fourth quarter, 2017. If we can just do that with more than two minutes left, or like more than 24 seconds left, I would feel much better. All right. It's not well, about the, me. And, he, and here's the I thing. If, if all three of us are right with these scores, um, if you're talking about less than a touchdown difference between winning and losing for Georgia, if Georgia loses this game by less than 10 points, I still think they're the number four seed in the CFP. I don't think you can leave a one-loss Georgia, Georgia team out. I, the only way Georgia gets completely tossed out is if Bama comes out and puts like 45 points on them. Right, and which is it? Which I don't think is going to happen. From listening to the way they they're talking, it, it may that may not even matter just because of the entire body of work um, and looking at the percentages. So I don't, I don't know. I think Georgia um, gets in regardless of the outcome of this game. Yeah, but we don't want that. We want to get Bama out because we don't want them in the playoff because <laughs> we know what happens when they manage to make it into the playoff. I so. I, I want to say Jesse's going to. Right. I, I would Sorry. like them. I, would, I didn't mean like the collective we. I meant like the the we. Oh, I was like, the, I I told somebody at work today I will take another Bama national championship to keep Georgia away from it. Wow. I'm sorry, Wes. 
All right. Well, um, so we've all picked Bama. Uh, George is actually a six and a half point favorite in this one, which is interesting. Um, that doesn't normally happen. So, um, yeah, four o'clock Saturday on CBS. Tune in. Check it out. Um, it will be will be interesting, I think, either way. All right. Well, um, appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Um, if you guys would like to hit us up on email, please do so at pigskinsandpageantry at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash pigskinsandpageantry. We're on Twitter at PPSEC podcast and Instagram at pigskinsandpageantry. Don't forget we're available for download on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and most podcasting apps for iPhone, Android, and other operating systems. Until next time. And that next time we'll know who's going to the college football playoff. Until then, this is Wes. Go dogs. Y'all just keep doing a pulse check on me throughout Saturday. If I don't answer, just pray it up. Thoughts and prayers, cheese and peas, y'all. Roll tide. Y'all can talk about the SEC championship game all you want. I'm really only worried about Selection Sunday, so I know why my Vols are playing their bowl game because we going bowling, baby. That's it. <laughs> the Vols. <laughs>